0: So let's pray and ask the Lord to help us while you're turning your Bibles to the book of Revelation and chapter number 13. Revelation chapter 13. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you. We ask you, dear God, to just please help us as we preach, Lord, and that we would exhort you in all things, Lord, that you might have the preeminence. We sure are grateful that you've given us this blessed opportunity to preach and share the Word of God once again. I ask you, God, that you would have every ounce of glory from this place. And, Lord, that it would bring glory to you and you alone. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Book of Revelation chapter number 13 is where we're going to find our text tonight. And so the last time we looked in this, as we finished chapter number 12... Um, we preached on a war with the wicked one. And um, so tonight I'm going to bring you a different thought um, that the Lord has helped me with. And uh, we'll get into it. Let's read our scripture. uh, Chapter 13, the book of Revelation, verse number 1. The Bible says, And I stood upon the sand, I being John, stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And so we've seen in the last chapter that Satan had crowns on his head, um, and this one has them on his horns. The beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And it saw one of his heads, and it were wounded to death. And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast. And They worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? And who is able to make war with him? And there was uh, they fit fitting to find out ain't they amen and there was given unto him a mouth speaking black great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months we know that to be three and a half years and he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle on them that dwell in heaven and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and power is given him over all kindred and tongues and nations. Satan did not give him that power. Um, Satan would have to have the power himself to give it to him. And he don't got it. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life and of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. That's the first time he said that since chapter 3. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with a sword must be killed with a sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Lord bless the reading of the word. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. We simply seen last week or last time we were in this, I think it was um, Sunday night before last, we simply seen about the war with the wicked one. Satan was going to make war in the very scenes of heaven, in the boat of heaven. And He was making those wars there. and However, in the midst of that, we see how he would be defeated and be booted out of heaven in that. We understand that Michael, being the archangel, fought against him. And Michael's angels fought against him and prevailed over him to kick him out of heaven. Or the heavens, if you will. And because of that, we come to our passage tonight. In his offense, he sets a defense up. So in his offense, he gets offended about something. It's not like the woke generation of today. But he gets offended about something and he begins to defend that which offended him. And... um his, he goes to defend basically whatever he, uh, he wills and whatever he wants. Uh, and his end is short and he knows that. And we read that in the last chapter in verse number 12 where the Bible says that he, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. So he knows that he has a short time. And, but however, he will do everything in his will to fight against the very kingdom of God. He wants to stop the kingdom of God and he is so 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 he goes from this point. We 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 learned about Satan last week being defined in symbolism as we know a dragon. And then we learn here in this text about the servant of Satan being or or the puppet of Satan or the servant of Satan being the Antichrist. And then at the latter part of this chapter, we will learn about another servant of Satan being the false prophet. And so there is is a satanic trinity because Satan does everything that he wants to do when it comes to the means of trying to imitate anything that God has, he wants to imitate and so, therefore, he comes up and he has the the dragon, and then the beast, and the false prophet. Uh, and we learn we learn later on that Satan is the last one which is cast into the lake of fire after the a thousand year bound. And he's cast in the lake of fire where the Bible says where the beast and the false prophet already are. And so he's cast into that place, but we're not there yet. But he he makes this trinity, the satanic trinity. Uh, and this one would be the second part of the Trinity. And so the Bible does have that right, and I don't believe the Bible's wrong in any way. And so the first part of the Trinity would be Satan being an imitation of God the Father. And then you notice that in his characteristics and in his description, as in the things that he has and who people could think he is. He imitates him in every way. Uh, And we noticed that last week. And then this week we'll notice that there is a difference, and not a difference between him. There's a big difference between him and Christ, understand me. But he's imitating Christ is what he's doing. And then the false prophet will then imitate the Holy Spirit. And so you'll have the, the works of the trinity, of the satanic trinity If you will, but that's all that they are is imitations. Amen. So this week be our twenty-seventh message in the book of Revelation, and I'm gonna preach on the servant of Satan, part one, probably, because we'll probably do a part two when it comes to the second servant of Satan. And so so number one, I want you I got four points tonight. Number one, I want you to notice the Antichrist described to us. In verse 1 and verse 2 we read, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, John, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. So there's, there's a characteristic. He a beast. Having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard. His feet were at the feet of a bear, mouth as a lion. And the dragon gave him his power. So, so we see this, that the Antichrist will one day appear. He's going to. It's going to happen. Because the Bible says it's going to happen. And there have been many claims as to who the Antichrist is. I can't say that we know particularly. But some claimed it to be Hitler. Some claimed it to be uh, such other names. Some people even claimed it to be George W. Bush. I don't know if you've read about that. But no one knows for sure. But he'll, he'll, he'll appear at a, at a point in time. He's going to appear. And it is, possible, it is possible that he is alive today. It is. And we understand that the sea doesn't really represent the sea. And we'll get to that in a little while but 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 I have no reason to doubt remember we're in we're in a very symbolism time, right? so there's a lot of symbolism. this man is described as a beast, but he's really going to be a man. The devil is the devil, but he's described as a forked tongue pitch right i mean fork fork he's he's got a pitch fork you know what I mean. Uh, you know, and that that's the description that people have because he's a dragon with a long tail and he, all this stuff. And I believe that we could see Scripture on certain avenues and we've went through the Leviathan and we've went through the serpent type style of Satan being that there was five characteristics and being that the reptiles are not in that we went through that stuff. But but we understand the Leviathan. And then the Bible tells us in the book of Job about the behemoth and he has a tails as it were a cedar and and so we understand and, and that that that's not a dinosaur. I'm not saying dinosaurs weren't real. I don't really know much about it. But they weren't real six million years ago. <laughs> Amen. The, the, the world's only been around 6,000 years So we understand the things that, that the Bible talks about but, and, but, but a lot of people don't understand that And so the behemoth in Job chapter number 42 Job is going against a bash against God And God is saying who is able to do this Job are you able to stop him? Are you able to stop the Leviathan? Are you able to stop the behemoth? Are you able to make the rain stop when it starts? Are you able to do this? God is showing his sovereignty over Job. And so that's context. But nonetheless, that's a little bit of a sidetrack. But no one truly knows. But he could be alive today. And I have no reason to doubt that we're close to the end times. Do you? Amen. Amen. But what can we see about this beast Notice number one, his coming is described. We see here, and I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. John saw a beast rise up out of the sea. So this is clearly, it's, it's, it's symbolic, okay? Symbolic. There's nothing more to that. This beast is not rising up out of the sea. But the Bible oftentimes also describes the sea as to be a, a, a type of people, group, a big group of people. So the world will say that. The Bible says in Revelation chapter number 17 and verse number 15, He saith unto me, the waters which thou sawest. He talks about what which thou sawest. He's talking to John. The, the, the waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, She's talking about the Babylonian whore. Where the whore sitteth are peoples. That's what it says. So she's sitting in the sea, according to the Bible. And so and it says so it so it represents multitude, people and multitudes and, and nations and tongues. And and so that's using the Bible as our commentary. So 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 the that that was an apostolic church, and that's what the representative there is the Babylonian church, and and it will rise up from the masses of all the humanity. Very, very, very possibly the Roman Catholic Church. And so we understand that. But Jesus came from the womb of Israel. We read that last chapter at the beginning, right? Amen. Came from the womb of Israel, being described as a woman who was impregnated with a child. And he came from the womb of Israel and the Antichrist, being God's people, being God's people, right? But the Antichrist is going to rise from the complete opposite. Sinful, rebellious people. You can add whatever you want to add to that. So his coming is described, and his characteristics is described, where the Bible says, having seven heads and ten horns, upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy and the beast, which I saw. A leopard was his feet. A bear, I mean, a bear was his feet. Um, at which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his mouth is the mouth of a lion. Uh, and so there's symbolic language again. It's not so easy to understand. And God has me as a slow rake tonight, by the way. I'm not saying so I'm going to preach very long, but the Antichrist will will not appear as a beast, as you think of a beast. But I believe he'll be a charming leader. I believe that he will be. And, and this description and this characteristics reveal a lot to us when it comes to the characteristics of his life and, 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 and who he is. And, and so it, it's further explained a little bit farther in the Bible. In Revelation chapter 17 and verse 9, the Bible says, And here is the mind which hate wisdom, the seven heads or seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Okay, I am of the impression that he will come out of Rome. just want to let you know that. But we're not going to get ahead of us, okay? Uh, but nonetheless, the harlot is carried upon the beast. Is that not what that just said? I mean, it says, here's, here's he that, which, which hateth wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. That's context. Now, I don't understand that all the way. But I do understand very, very quickly that whatever the description of, or characteristics of this person is, the leader in which they come out of is the same in which that church the apostolic, I mean the 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 apostate church, is going to come out of of the great whore. But that's just what it is. So the Bible says there in Revelation chapter seven and verse three. So he carried me away in the wilderness into into the wilderness in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman set up on a scarlet colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven horn heads. Ten horns. Pretty clear who that's talking about when you say Verse 5, and upon her forehead was a name written Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth, and big bold letters. And so so we see this, and we and so so she will she will establish her apostate kingdom or apostate place uh, or religion on seven hills. Okay, we're going to get into it a little bit. Rome, as was said, is situated on seven hills. It is. And so we see that. We're talking about characteristics here. We've got to use it, right? So, And then it says this person has ten horns. And we know with still symbolism, right, and the horns always, all the way back in the book of Exodus, the horns always represented power and authority. You've heard preachers say, grab hold of the horns of the altar. That's just a symbolic statement, but 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 get power in your prayers and, and get power out of those things. And all the, the, the altar of incense in the Bible had horns. It symbolized power and it symbolized authority. That through that. Through that smell, through that sweet smell and savor, every single day that sweet smell and savor had to go up to God and appease Him. And so the power of that is represented of the power of Christ when He was going to come to this earth. So so nonetheless, but here we are, we see ten horns. And this is is told in, in verse 12 of chapter 17 where the Bible says, And the ten horns which they sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. And so all of this is, and this tells us that there'll be ten kings there, and 10, or, or ten world leaders, which will come together, and they'll work with the beast. Yeah. This is the Bible. It's real. It's real, and, and then it so it's ten horns, then, then it's ten crowns. And each of these ten kings will possess power, and they'll possess authority where the Bible says, let's see, the ten horns, and thou sawest the ten kings. I'm looking for that verse. And the ten horns, verse 16, and the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. That's some serious stuff. The fire and the different things like that, that's not always symbolism. But I'm telling you is that the Antichrist will, will form a, a, a league of nations to fulfill his, his wicked plan, and he'll come together, and this isn't beyond reasonable explanation. This isn't beyond something that's reasonable when it comes to this world in which we live in today. It's not beyond reason, is it? I mean, you think about it. We already have the, all, all the things well established. Things are set in place uh, and, and common currency is established. And You with me, right? What do we have in our pockets? Cards. I'll tell you the truth. Scotland has cards too because I've been there. I'm telling you is that there's, there's things to, there's things that there's no telling what could take place then there's names of blasphemy which the Bible tells us about and this this, this, this beast and this king goes on and for God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will are you telling me preacher that this is to fulfill the will of God And he put it in their hearts. And to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. I'm going to read verse 18 just for your sake. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. There's not a higher power in this world other than the Pope. I'm not saying the Pope is the Antichrist. I don't believe that. Well, could be. Could be. But there's not a higher power in this earth than the Pope. Presidents bow to the Pope. You know that? just telling you just thoughts just thoughts but but there's names of blasmin this this beast and his kings will stand in 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 full defiance against god uh, and all the things re- contained to god uh, and rejecting the christ of the bible and all those who follow him uh, and this new alliance will stand up united against every in this world that has to do with god Then it goes on to tell us back in chapter number thirteen, where the Bible says in verse number two, and leopard and feet and mouth like a lion and feet like a bear and body like a leopard, if you will. So it describes his body. Gives us characteristics of his body. And so I believe we'd have to look back in the Bible and find a few things. So the book of Daniel The book of Daniel, chapter number 7, the Bible says, the book of Daniel, chapter number 7, verse 3, the Bible says, And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion, had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, made stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Behold, another beast, a second like to a bear, it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of, of it, b- between the teeth of it. And the, they, they said, Thus unto it arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, which had unto the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had a, also four heads, and a minion was given to it. And after this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and strong, exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and breaking in pieces, stamped the residue which was it, w- with the feet of, it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten crowns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. It says mouth speaking great things. You notice that, right? We read that in our text too. We read almost all of that where the Bible says, and it was given unto him a mouth speaking great things. So we're seeing description, and John, I mean Daniel gives us even a in more in depth description, if you will, of this person. And uh, I'm just telling you, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, pretty, pretty crazy, wouldn't you say? Pretty crazy, and and um, I'm just saying that there was a uh, there's there's a lot of things that people say in the line represents Babylon and them um, meaning meaning dominant and and fierce and the bear in verse five represents that of the Medes and Persians and. The emperors of that land and great power and their their enemies. They're gonna turn. And then the leopard represents the Greek Empire, Rome. And all I'm saying, all I'm saying is this: that leopard there. It says in verse number seven. After this, I saw a night visions, behold a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and it describes that leopard. And it goes on as step residue with it's stamped residue with, this, with the feet of it. Now I want you to know very clearly that there has not been one other nation. Not one other nation. Who killed Christ? The Jews killed Christ. Who did they stand under? Who did Christ stand under? Rome. I tell you, all throughout history, all throughout history, it says their iron teeth do- dominated. It dominated the ancient world, the, the old world. What? Who was the last one that destroyed the temple? Rome. They've always been against God. It's it's scary. It's scary. John gives us. The very clear depiction uh, and it gives us that view and that picture of that Antichrist will possess all strength uh, and all power and dominion uh, and, and all the former pow- over all the former powers that's what this world's going to face when the antichrist appears. something else, something else. So we've seen uh, his characteristics, which were described, and then short one, his capability is described in verse two at the end. And the dragon gave him power and his seat and great authority. The Antichrist is going to rule this world with power and authority. He'll establish. He will. He will establish Antichrist. He'll, he'll have a seat. And uh, we know where Satan's seat is, according to the Bible. Remember back there in that church? I'm forgetting what church it is. But nonetheless, the the word authority refers to the ability to do as one pleases. He'll have pure capability, friend. And uh, he'll rule as he pleases, and he'll defeat all all of his enemies. So we see the Antichrist described. Verse 3 and 4. Might have to cut this one into a two-part. But verse 3 and 4, the Bible says, and I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. I'm going to stop there. I want you to notice the Antichrist deceiving. The Antichrist deceiving. He's trying to be just like Christ. And as I mentioned, the beast is going to come into the scene. And he's going to capture the hearts of men through, through deception. That's what he's going to do. And the world's going to follow him. As an imitator of Christ. And, and so so number one, he's deceptive through a wounding. Yeah. Now I put wonder or wounding. I wasn't sure what I was gonna do, but I'll just do through a wounding. Because it says that the at the end of that verse, um, all the world wandered after the beast. Um at some point, at some point in in time, and in his reign, there's going to be an antichrist. Is going to receive, or lose, or, or at least appear, appear to receive a, a mortal wound, and he's going to die. Somehow or another, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. So, so some, somehow or another, and as the world is going to come in and mourn the death of their Redeemer. As they're going to come in, He's going to miraculously come back to life and He will appear to resurrect from the dead And the false prophet uh, and all of those things, uh, his propaganda campaign will distribute the news uh, of his resurrection, elevate the beast to new heights uh, of popularity and influence in this world. uh, And people's going to fall for it. uh, And people's going to grab hold of him. uh, And they're going to love on him uh, and worship him uh, and praise him all by the will of God. It's going to happen. Going to happen. What a contrast. Think back to the two witnesses. Think about what happened to them. Now, this has to be one of Satan's most prized achievements. And I tell you, he, 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 he was so defeated uh, he, he, was, he still is defeated, uh, but he was defeated when Christ rose from the dead and he, and he, and he seek to, to counterfeit the Lord's resurrection uh, and try to be just like him. The world denies and continues to deny the resurrection of Christ every day, but when this man resurrects they'll believe it. It's the same thing as magic today. Anybody will believe magic when somebody raises up from the dead or gets impaled by swords or gets, falls off of a 40-story building or walks on water or does all... Th- Can I just tell you something tonight? Black magic is something God don't like. But I'll tell you another thing. It's all in the power of God. If they do something, they couldn't never do it without God. If God gives them the ability to do it, go for it. Sure, whatever. But I don't believe it's I believe it's all hoax. It's all hoax. It's all hoax, I'm telling you, but they'll follow him. They'll follow the Antichrist. They won't follow God, but they'll follow the Antichrist. He's deceptive through a wounding. He's deceptive through a worshiping. The Bible says in verse 4, And they worship the dragon, which gave power to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who was able to make war with him? I'm reminded back in the book of, uh, the book of Acts, where the Bible says, um, Great is the goddess Diana. And they say that for two hours. Great is the goddess Diana. Great is the goddess Diana. Great is the god, And they're worshiping and singing the goddess Di- to the goddess Diana. And they're singing these songs. Uh, and it's, it's, no, it's, no, it's no better than the contemporary movement of today. It's true. The writer of the Hillsong. Hillsong. Everybody's heard of Hillsong worship. Hillsong worship. Uh, the writer of 99% of their songs... She's gay. She's gay. Isn't that great? And they sing them all over the world. And at every single Lauren Daigle concert all over the world, they sell alcohol. And you got pictures all over the Internet of people posting pictures with alcohol in their hands with Lauren Daigle on the stage behind them, singing gospel music, Christian music. Ain't God? Ain't a God anywhere miles with that. God anywhere about that Lauren Daigle quoted said the only reason She's in Christian music is because he couldn't Make it anywhere else All I'm telling you is it's all a counterfeit And it's all Satan's antics To get God's people It's true But here he is and he's Deceiving through a Worshipping Didn't say they weren't worshipping They were worshipping They were they're probably worshiping louder and better than half the church people today amen but they're fitting to find out friend they're fixing to find out the, the, the world will be 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 they, they'll they'll be deluded literally they'll, they'll they'll fall into strong delusion the bible tells us and as Antichrist he comes back and he resurrects if you will and he'll be worshiped by the entire Means all, and that's all that all can mean, right? All the world wandered after the beast, and they, meaning all the world, right? That gives us context. All they worship the dragon. So, as Antichrist comes back, they they'll proclaim, "There's none like him. There's none like him," and, and th- this is far from the from the cries that they cried at Calvary, "Crucify him." Uh, Crucify Him. And that the, they, they proclaimed that. The world proclaimed it at Calvary. Uh, and the Son of God had come to man. Uh, um, he, he had come to man. Uh, and He was rejected. He come to save. Uh, and He was scorned. But the Antichrist will receive the praise. Uh, as they submit and bow before Him in worship. Uh, and Satan will enjoy a session uh, of, uh, of worship. Uh, as the world serves Him. As the imitator of Christ that He is. The world will believe that the Antichrist is invincible. And he's he's just everything. Who's able to make war with him. The satanic trinity. All I got to say is they better enjoy the news while they have it. They better enjoy the mobs while they have it. Because one day... There'll be one who makes war with them and defeats them. Amen. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. We see the Antichrist deceiving inscribed. Thirdly, we see the Antichrist, Christ plural degradation. The Bible says in verse five, and there was given him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given to him to continue forty two months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God, and blasphemed His name, and His tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. He's degrading. He's degrading. Notice these two verses here. He 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 has his aim of degradation in specific places and at specific people. He's not going against the ones that are worshiping him. He, ever since the beginning of time, uh, he has used his mouth, uh, his big fat mouth, uh, to speak degrading things towards God and everything that has pertained to God. From the beginning of time, what did he say? Uh, he said, Hath God said? Hath God said? He's using his mouth. Uh, his mouth all the way through all the way through music uh, as it comes up uh, every single thing there's seven scales on the music table is that right there's seven scales on the music table everything bounces off of those seven scales it's perfection and God set it just where he wants it they said that as long y'all remember this preaching they said that as long if somebody could hear it uh, the sounds of the stars make music uh, and that is true Uh, I believe that you look it up the sounds of the stars are worshiping their creator but I'm telling you something is today this world everybody has turned from worshiping the creator and they worship the creation Romans chapter 1 but here he is and he's degrading all the things pertaining to God He's trying to imitate the Lord Jesus is what he's trying to do. You understanding that? I mean, notice what the Bible says in John chapter 7 and verse number 46. Uh, um, the officer said, uh, as they're looking at Jesus, the officer said, Never spake any man like this man. I mean, never speak any man. This this man will have great uh, speaking abilities. uh, And he will be speaking degrading things against the people of God. And uh, I I want you to notice a few things. He speaks degrading things against sovereignty. Now, the Bible says in verse 6, He opened his mouth and blasphemed against God and blasphemed his name. Now, Many men open their mouth to preach God's word. Right? Through the preaching of the word, uh, to them that to them that don't believe is foolishness, uh, but to them that do believe, uh, it's everlasting life. I know that's not what the Bible says, but I'm trying to remember what the Bible says. I can't remember it. All. Uh, the, yeah, it's under salvation. Yeah, but I'm telling you, God. The, the, but but this man, this man, he opens his mouth to degrade God and uh, His name, uh, and we preach the name of Jesus, uplift the name of Jesus, uh, and sing the name of Jesus. Jesus saves. Uh, Jesus saves. Uh, I love that song we've heard a joyful sound. Jesus saves Jesus saves read good tidings all around Jesus saves, Jesus saves and we must do that. We must shout it loud upon the rooftops upon the hilltops that Jesus saves and this man here beloved I tell you this world today uses the name of God as a curse word as a byword, and Many, many speak blasphemies against the name of God. Uh, he never said you couldn't speak blasphemies against the name of God. Uh, he said, Don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Uh, but I'm telling you, is that friend, I tell you, he will not be ashamed to speak against God. Uh, why is the church ashamed to speak for God? Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. uh, For Why? Why am I not ashamed? Because it's the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Uh, He speaks degrading things towards sovereignty. That ought to offend us when people speak degrading things against our God. I told a man one time, uh, he said the GD word. I said, why don't you say somebody else's God's name in vain? Don't say my God's name in vain. Say somebody else's. Why don't they use the word? Uh, um, I don't I don't really like saying them anymore because the Bible says not to say their names. They ought to even make mention of their names, the book of Exodus says. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, He speaks degrading things towards sovereignty. Uh, he speaks the grading things towards the sanctuary. The Bible says in His tabernacle, He goes on, He's speaking blasphemies against the tabernacle God. Uh, and they have ever desire in their being to rule and be worshipped uh, and Satan wants the place of God now. He wants it now too by the way. Hey, man, friends, church is not important to most proclaiming Christians today. It's just not churches are closing left uh, and churches are closing right. Uh, and at this time Satan wants uh, the sanctuary of God. You know why? Because he cannot get the people of God anymore. Hey, Amen. The body has gone. So friend he goes towards the building. And then he starts degrading the saints of God. It goes on in verse 6 and the Bible says, And them that dwell in heaven. There's a separation of the tabernacle and there's a separation of those that dwell in heaven here. Do you notice that? It says there's a tabernacle and it says it's those that dwell in heaven. So there's a separation. And so just another proof that we're already gone. Just another proof for a pre-tribulation rapture. Amen. Because you know why it's another proof? Because the Bible says that we're the temple. Right? And then the Bible says, "Get this. The Bible says, "We're his tabernacle." Second Corinthians chapter seven. Bible says, in mean, chapter five, verse one through seven, the Bible says, "We're his tabernacle." So it's the separation. It's talking about a building, not a body. So the Church of Christ is already out of this place, but a lot of people don't believe we are. But I'm just telling you, he wants all that is associated with God here. And many are given to him now. Lord, help us to hold banner. Hold, hold high the banner of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hold high the Bible and preach the Bible and stand for the Bible and what the Bible has to say. Oh, We must do it now. Amen. The Antichrist described deceiving degradation. I'm done. I want you to notice the Antichrist defilement. Verse 7 through 10, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and overcome them. As his power influence increases, he gets an increase of the power and influence, and he'll begin um, this um, hellacious campaign, if that's even a word. Uh, um, This campaign out of hell is what he's going to do on this world we see that in these verses he'll despise the saints of God he'll despise and it was given on him to make war with the saints there's still saints there with the saints now understand me very clearly this is not the church but it's the saints it's those who have been saved during and The tribulation, and so Antichrist, he's gonna he's gonna start to make war against those who are faithful unto the Lord, those who worship God, those who don't have the mark of the beast, those who stand for the good things, holiness, and godliness. uh, And he will he will he will uh, he will unmercifully, mercifully hunt them down. uh, And those who profess Christ, uh, you think you've been cornered into a wall before? uh, He's gonna corner them to the wall, uh, and he's gonna pin them up and kill them. uh, It's what he's going to do. And his focus will be to get rid of the believers. Got to hurry. Christians have faced great persecution. And we understand that since the birth of the church. But this will be crazy. This will be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I'm telling you, we've never seen a holy cost like this holy cost. Amen. There was 5 million Jew- Jews killed in the, hol- in the Holocaust. But I'm just telling you something um, very clearly, friend. It ain't going to be nothing. Nothing compared to that. There will be a killing of Christians. He will despise the saints of God. And he'll defile the society of the earth. The Bible says at the end of verse 7, And power was given to him in all, over all kindred tongues and nations so he'll he'll literally rule the earth it's simple whatever sovereign nations that there are at that time will uh be desecrated and they'll be done and they'll submit their authority to him and I'm just telling you friend they there have there have been so many times throughout history that, that have people who have sought to rule this world and And take over this world. But I'm telling you, the Antichrist will 100% accomplish exactly what it says he'll do. Amen. And uh, it's hard to imagine that, isn't it? But that is what tribulation is going to bring with it. Thank God I won't be there. Amen. He will defile this society, the earth. And then lastly, he'll deceive the sinners of the earth. Look at verse eight. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written, the book of life, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Here we we see those on the earth which are lost, left behind. And if you remember, remember, these are these are they who had who had driven their stakes deep in this world. They had stayed. They have stuck with the things that are not godly. Throughout all the warnings. Throughout all the terror, throughout all the times when God has given them warnings, they did not call themselves. They did not catch it. They did not hear it. They did not care. They've denied Christ. They've denied the holiness of God. And they're living life as they please with no regard for the Lord or concern of any accountability. I have family this way. You have family this way. It ought to sadden your heart. There's those which are living this way. This day, uh, they're living in defiance against God and all of his holiness. Uh, And if, no, why do you think they liked us more when we lived like them? I'm telling you all who have rejected Christ uh, as the Lamb slain uh, for mankind will bow and worship Satan's false Christ uh, in that day. Uh, And what a pitiful thought, what a pitiful condition uh, for millions to find themselves in uh, when they had a chance to get saved, uh, but they chose uh, not to be saved uh, and get under the good graces of God. Uh, He shed enough blood. Uh, It did not matter about that. Uh, And the Lord is not Slack concerning his promises, some men count slackness, uh, but his long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but all come to re- uh, repentance. But they have chosen to reject the Redeemer. And they'll be doomed for eternity in hell. Eternity in the lake of fire. And then John closes with a solemn, solemn warning. He says, If any man have an ear, let him hear. Here now. Whenever you read it, hear it. Hear it. Take it in. Those left here during this time will face God's judgment and God's wrath. And one day they'll bow in front of God, the one who they denied, the one who they rejected, the one who they turned a cheek to. They'll bow to him by force when instead of bowing to him by choice when they had it. The time they'll face it. And the Lord desires us to heed his call now Jesus was in fact the lamb slain from the foundation of the world I remember remember, God's plan was already set in place Man, each of us have, have a choice to make we do the Bible says he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity he that killeth with a sword must be killed with a sword here is the patience and the faith of the saints If you choose the captivity of sin over freedom in Christ, that's the choice. People choose captivity over the freedom they have in Christ. But if they choose captivity, that's exactly what they're going to be in. Captivity. If we choose eternal death and separation over the life through Jesus Christ, then... That's what's going to be. Yeah. Choosing death over life eternal. Thank God for salvation. Thank God. There won't be another opportunity when it comes to all that. Our eternity rests upon what we do with Jesus now. So one day there's a servant coming, and he's a servant of Satan, and um, he's going to wreak havoc over this earth. Lord, help us to get our hearts right and make sure everything's right with God. I believe everybody in here is saved, I pray you are. Man, I'm just telling you, one thing we must do is, it ought to break our hearts to to know that we have people in our families and people around us in our communities that's not saved. They could very well face this judgment. They could very well this is less than seven years from now if if Jesus comes tonight they could very well see the Antichrist face to face and have to deal with the havoc that he brings with him. Lord, help. Lord, help. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Thank you for listening.